And now, and now, and now, now. Item. item, 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 item with Tommy Lee. Item with Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. I'm Tommy Lee, and this is the Item Podcast. It's my random record button for whatever's in my head at any given time. And today it's a tribute to the big blue boy scout himself, Jimmy Olsen's pal, Lois Lane's boyfriend, the strange visitor from another world, Superman. Item number 97. A thousand actions. It's the middle of April, even though the cover says June on it. It's 1938. Germany swallowed Austria a month ago. Joe Lewis is still the champ after he KO'd a guy named Harry Thomas in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. President Roosevelt was talking about the growing economy during his fireside chat the other night. The Yankees are starting a new guy named Joe Gordon at second today. And the Blackhawks just beat Toronto to win their second Stanley Cup in a sport that most people don't watch. The car is green with white tires. One of those wheels is actually bouncing away from the automobile in the picture, while the figure in the center of the scene lifts that car over his head in a dazzling feat of superhuman strength. A red cape flows out behind his blue outfit. A man in a jacket and tie is one of two people that you can see running away from the scene. We see worry on his face, genuine concern, his hands at his temples, as if he can't comprehend what's going on in the scene. Another figure is crouched down under the car on all fours, as if the heavy piece of machinery had had him pinned in place a moment before, but he looks just fine right now, if a bit confused. Now, if you wanted to read the magazine that had this big drawing on the cover and find out who the guy in the blue suit was, how he was able to lift that car over his head, just what the hell was going on, you were going to have to fork over a dime. And that was a lot of money for kids on April 18th of 1938, in the waning days of the Depression, with a lot of those kids helping to contribute to their family's income. It's about $2 in today's money. But you know what? A lot of kids got that money and they laid that mercury dime on the counter or maybe a couple of buffalo nickels a lot of adults did too searching the newsstand for a distraction from the deteriorating news out of europe they namely a couple of guys named simon and siegel introduced you to that guy from the cover right away when you opened the cover for 13 pages you were treated to the first ever mass-produced story of superman there was a lot more in the other 50-odd pages of that book, of course. Adventures featuring Chuck Dawson and Zatara the Magician, Sticky Mitt Stimson and Pep Morgan and Tex Thompson and Scoop Scanlon, the five-star reporter. There's even a few pages of the adventures of Marco Polo and a text story. All of this took a backseat to the first story, The Mighty Superman. The first page of this first issue told us everything we needed to know. Now, you already know the story of the alien from another world sent here as a baby. I don't need to tell you the story again. But you might not know about this first adventure. If you had plunked down your ten hard-earned cents, you would have seen him rescue an innocent woman from being executed for murder. Then he rescues a woman being abused by her husband. Then he rescues a reporter named Lois Lane from a gangster who had kidnapped her, which involved picking up the green car from the cover. Then he scares the crap out of a corrupt U.S. senator, jumping from tall building to tall building, getting the man to confess his crimes. We also see his other personality, crack ace reporter Clark Kent, trying to keep these fantastic actions out of the headlines so that he can avoid attention. Maybe ditch the bright red cape if you're looking to stay under the radar. Just a thought. Anyway, that was 80 years ago. 
And with Action Comics number one, the age of superheroes was born. Over the years, more heroes would come and go and sometimes come back. Superman would have his own book in addition to Action Comics and then another and another. And then his friend Jimmy Olsen got one and Lois Lane and then the Justice Society and the Justice League. And there would be special issues and trips to space and massive crossovers. We would get Comet the Super Horse, a super dog named Crypto, a super cat named Streaky, and my personal favorite, Beppo the Super Monkey, because why not? We'd also eventually meet Superboy and Supergirl, and on and on and on. I started buying action comics in my 20s, during the early 1990s, around issue 680 or so. It was after a crisis on infinite Earths that everyone raved about, and still does, but that I actually never read. It was just in time for Superman to die for a little while, back in 1993. But he came back. Of course he did. He's Superman. And I quit buying it soon after that, because the stories were kind of silly, written for a much younger audience than the Marvel and Valiant and Image books and the really dark Batman stories I read all the time. The Superman books just didn't really stand up to that kind of quality of writing and didn't keep my attention. But those older books, including countless issues of Action Comics number 1 from April of 1938, would become the stuff of legend. And many of them would end up being ripped apart over the years, mistreated, doomed to ash and burn barrels, like what happened to many of my father's comic books from the late 1960s when my grandmother cleaned out the attic and destroyed tens of thousands of dollars worth of comics from the first appearances of all the Marvel superheroes. What a pleasant surprise that was for my father when he came back from Southeast Asia. Anyway, years go by. It's 2018, April. Less than 100 original copies of Action Comics number 1 are said to still exist after those 80 years. In fact, one copy sold a few years back for over 3 million bucks. Uh, The ongoing monthly Action Comics title, after some creative numbering due to relaunches and special this and that issues and other storylines got back on track with their regular numbers some years ago, and they timed it so that Wednesday, April 18th, the 80th anniversary of Action Comics number one hitting the newsstand, we'll see Action Comics number 1000 hit the streets. It's the first comic book title to reach that milestone, though Detective Comics, the home of Batman, is going to be there before we know it. Am I going to buy Action 1000? Of course I am, yes. I bought 998 and I need to go back and grab 999 when I get to the store to pick up number 1000 next week. I'm probably going to buy 1001 after that too and maybe I'll stick around for a while until it loses me again. I'll be honest, Action Comics has never been a favorite of mine. Superman comic books in general have never really been favorites of mine. But I'm a big fan of Superman. I'm a big fan of history, of the big moments that happen in our culture. And the romantic in me likes to imagine that I'm just going to be part of a long chain of people stretching back to those kids 80 years ago doing odd jobs to grab their own copy of the weird new magazine with the man lifting a green car over his head like it was nothing more than a crate of grapefruit. The kids who got in on the ground floor of superheroes because of a drawing that launched a thousand actions. Happy anniversary, big guy. This has been the Item Podcast. It's written and produced by me, with less hair than a speeding mullet, more powerful than a toy locomotive, able to leap small puddles in a single bound. Yes, me. 
strange visitor from another state who came to Indiana with powers and abilities far below those of mortal man. Me, who can look at the course of mighty rivers, bend aluminum foil with his bare hands, and who disguised as Tommy Lee, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan radio station, fights the never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the occasional pint of Guinness on a Friday night while watching hockey. Because I'm one of those people that actually watches hockey. Item comes out sporadically here at Audio Boom and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I've discovered recently, by the way, that I have the same number of episodes as another actual award-winning short podcast by Mike Rowe called The Way I Heard It. I absolutely love that show, and I don't want him to get too far ahead of me in the numbering. So our unofficial foot race will keep me busy on this podcast again in the future. Since the schedule is very fluid, your best option is to subscribe and follow Item on Facebook to make sure that you don't miss one. That's assuming you still use Facebook after this week's congressional hearings. I'm also killing a lot of people, none of them real, every other Friday on my other podcast, The Archive. Episode 7 of the Season 1 story, Shared to Machere, will be posted soon. It's an adaptation of my second novel, the one my parents call their favorite, And they wouldn't lie to you about a thing like that. So you should probably subscribe to that podcast, too, if you like fiction. And as usual, thanks for listening. The item is part of the opt-in on-demand family of podcasts wearing shiny red boots and a yellow belt. This has been Item with Tommy Lee. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.